<laughs> That's amazing. Okay. And then pushes herself off and just starts laughing. And I was like a six-year-old. I was like, what just happened? Like, terrified. First of all, we will all have to get together at a spot where we can go skating because I would love to go skating with all of you. So oh, no. absolutely not. <laughs> you can say it with Logan. She hates skating. Logan. I don't know how to skate. I love skating. I don't know how to skate. I have a bad ankle. Nope. You're you're asking. You guys can hang out at the snack bar. I'll meet yeah. you over there. There you go. I'll, I'll totally watch y'all, but no, it is not happening. You'll be the supportive dad, Eugene. Yay! Yes, because yeah, I'm nice. like, I'm like, there is no amount of fun you can promise me that it would be <laughs> worth the weeks or months of injury. <laughs> so, yeah. You're listening to the Epically Geeky Show, a place for all things geeky. Welcome out to the Epic Geeky Show. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. This is episode number 168. Tonight I am joined by Joseph Ray and Chris. How are y'all doing? Getting old. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't we all? Um, Most it's of been a little while since we've Rockies. done this show. Uh, I know we skipped uh, uh, the episode last month, so but we are back, which is why I didn't even start off with the opening question. I started off like what we've been doing with the other shows. <laughs> so I guess let's go ahead and start with the opening question. Uh, and that is of the four main Seinfeld characters, who would you be? Um, we'll start with Ray. Of course, you started with me because I don't even know. I, <laughs> I Seinfeld for me, I was too young. I I, I didn't get into it, and so you missed it. I missed you it. Missed I missed it. it. And now that like I've got buddies, they're like, oh, you know, you got to watch Seinfeld. And I could try, <laughs> and I. Because I've missed the era, it's not nostalgic to me. So mm -hmm. now it's just now it's like I, I just I, I can't. There's a lot of stupidity in it. So he's kind of a mix between all three of them, depending on his mood. Yeah, that's <laughs> which three? Uh, the the three male. The three male. There you go. Oh, so between Jerry, George, and and Kramer. Yes, it just depends sure. on what's happening. Fair sure. enough. But yeah, I think so. That's about it. Uh, Chris, uh, who would you who would you fall in as? So, again, I didn't really watch it a whole lot as a kid. I caught later episodes and then reruns and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, so I didn't totally get into it because a lot of it flew over my head. <laughs> I didn't get the references. But I think I'm a mix between um, Elaine, George, and Kramer. Okay. Um, because I was that girl that used to like shove and go, shut up. And like show you. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, George, because he's just this pessimistic dude, right? Like, yeah, just, yeah. So I get like that. And then Kramer, because he's, you know, he's erratic, but you gotta, you gotta respect a person who just lives their own life by their own rules. Doesn't give a crap what you think. He just, yeah, fair, yeah. Yeah. So all I, those three. Okay. Uh, Joseph? Well, I'm the exact opposite of Chris and Ray because I have, watch the entire series at least 10 times and I can uh, quote along to most episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I would say that most of the time I'm Jerry because I'm very just like even, like I don't have a lot of things, but I do exhibit some George, but specifically Yankees era George, because mm -hmm. he gets a little too crazy towards the, <laughs> towards the end. Uh, Yankees era George. Uh, the times that I exhibit any kind of Kramer is uh, mostly when I'm by myself and I just feel like being dumb, but that's kind of the way it would work out. If I had to pick an era of Kramer, it would be when he had little Jerry. Uh, if you don't know that reference, little he uh, gets a rooster and he names it little Jerry. Uh, and he somehow finds himself in a cockfighting uh ring and he tries to go save little jerry uh okay. but th that way that he is crazy but also so like uh caring and nurturing towards little jerry yeah. that, that would be my cream okay. i'm i would definitely be a mix between jerry and george um just because like a lot of times i can be pretty even keel but then sometimes <laughs> it's just like you just stand back and you're just like 
is this really happening? Is this really the world that I'm inhabiting? Um, and then George, whenever he just gets worked up over something and I, you know, I have yelled and screamed at things and I'm just like, this is the most moronic thing ever. And, um, um, you know, you know, you just get, you know, super excited about something or whatever. Yeah. I, yeah, that would definitely be a, a mix of those two, which is funny because, uh, yeah, uh, uh, I'm like you. Uh, it's funny. Well, actually, I guess I'd be a cross between y'all because uh, I didn't really watch the show when it came out. Like I wasn't watching it when it was airing, um, but I went back and watched it afterwards and fell in love with it. And then since then, I've watched it multiple times. In fact, Christy and I just finished a rewatch of the entire season or the series. We kind of started it off weird, though. Uh, we specifically were watching Christmas stuff and we watched the. Um, uh, uh, um, Oh, what is the 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 holiday? Oh, the Festivus episode. Festivus. We watched the Festivus episode, yeah. and she's like, "Well, do you want to finish watching the season?" So we did, and I didn't realize that was the last season of the show. And then we're like, "Well, let's let's start from the beginning of that season." We finished, so we finished. Was it season seven? And then we went to season six, and then we went to season five. We literally watched it in reverse order, kind of semi reverse order. So that was kind of interesting to do, but uh, yeah, that's it, it, it has definitely become one of the ones that. If if it's on like Christine, you know, an episode will start and we'll be like, is this the one where this, this, and this happens? No, it's the one where this and this, but then this other thing happened. Like we pretty much know what's going to happen in the episode. So uh, if, we have another series or two that we're that way with, but uh, Seinfeld is definitely one of those that we can, we can put on and just sit down and watch and laugh and, and have a good time. So um, the bet is like the highest rated <clears throat> episode, comedy episode like ever made. Really? See, I would have thought it would have been either Soup Nazi or Festivus because those are the ones that have hung, that have gotten so many hooks into pop culture. December twenty second is Festivus, just for your own. Knowledge. Yeah, the bet is uh, how long they can last with their self gratification. Yes, I I don't know how to feel about and that. Kramer's thing. isn't Kramer the first one out and being like, yeah. slept? oh yes. Yes. It's hilarious because when they're having the discussion, you know, mm-hmm. it was between George and Jerry at first, and then Kramer's like, "I want a part of this." And they're like, "You won't last past. You won't get past the check." Yeah. <laughs> and then when Lane jumps in, they're just like, "Oh no, 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 no! Women, y'all are different. Like this is this is like shaving for us." They they, <laughs> and, they make her give, they make her give them odds. Yeah, they, she had to put in odds, and then of course in this episode, everything that could possibly happen to be you know attractive to the person so like she ends up meeting um uh, jfk jr and of course she's just like swooning over him and like there's a really attractive woman that's like has moved in the apartment like across the street or whatever and like she's walking around the apartment naked or whatever and it's just like every every low-hanging fruit you could think of is is there it it, it was it was it is really a funny episode so um I think when I got introduced to Seinfeld, I wasn't really in that mold. Like, I, I don't think I was, I didn't try with Seinfeld. So I'll admit that mm-hmm. I will attempt to watch the, the show again. Is there one that I should start with? Is there anything like, should I skip a certain amount? Is there the first season that? is definitely like most sitcoms. The first season's kind of trying to feel its way out and yeah, figure out what kind of show it wants to be. I would say probably I would I want to look at the specific episodes again, but probably season three or four is when they really start to get into the swing because yeah. they literally have two. They literally have an A, B, and C plot, and by the end of the episode, they will all come together. And like yeah. whatever solves the A plot, usually will fill in B and C as well. Like they were very very well written. The, the okay. really, really, this first season, all it, all it does is it lays the foundation for jokes later on. So mm-hmm. when okay. George picks up the name Art Vandalay, it, it like occurs throughout the series. Uh, it shows them the very first time in the coffee shop, but it, like the coffee shop in Jerry's apartment changes from season one to season two. Yeah. They just redo the set. Yeah, and then after that, it's minimal changes. And there's always yeah. a change. What's funny is, is like the lighting in the second season. Like I specifically pointed out, Chris, I was like, "Man, the lighting is dark in this this season." Like it was much brighter in the third season and much brighter in the first season. It's like whoever was doing the lighting, I don't know what the hell they were going for. <laughs> so, but okay. all right, well, I, I will I will attempt it again. That's like I said, there's there's definitely it's definitely one of those other things that 
Um, I mean, there is some continuity to it, but it's not like it's not like you have very quickly you pick up. Okay, well, this is where George is working. You know, Jerry's yeah. still doing stand up. Kramer's still doing whatever. And now Elaine's working at the the publishing or whatever. Like it's just that's about it. And then the rest of it's maybe if they're someone's dating someone, but other than that, you know, you can pretty much pick up and it's it's mostly the the, the crazy crap that happens during that episode. Yeah. So cool. But so tonight's episode, um, I had thrown out this idea a while back, and originally we were all going to try to find a sitcom to all contribute into, but uh, turns out we've all watched different things and haven't all watched the same thing. So uh, we changed it up a little bit, and we're going to come up with a um, legacy season for a sitcom that we enjoy. Um, and uh, if you're not familiar with the, with the term a legacy season or, or legacy movie, um, we're talking about a series that was on or a movie that was made decades ago, I would say at least means at least a decade between, uh, you know, the, a sequel and when it originally came out for it to be called a legacy. So some popular movies that have come out recently that have done really well with, uh, Ghostbusters Life is definitely a legacy sequel. Mm-hmm. Top Gun, um, is definitely a legacy sequel. Um, yeah. But then, like, uh, there have been some TV shows that have had legacy sequels that apparently are doing okay. Uh, Roseanne came back and then mouthed off, got kicked off, and and now they've moved on. I didn't know how they were going to move on without the title character, but they have. You know, Christy still watches it. I've never been a fan, but um, I haven't watched the new Night Court, but apparently it is actually doing fairly okay on NBC. Um, I know Netflix did some legacy series for, like... um, Full house and stuff, and had some little bit of traction there. Uh, so it's basically just kind of checking in with, uh, you know, some time has passed and checking in with these characters and and seeing what they're up to. And one of the reasons why, uh, number one, I thought this was such a fun idea is because um, at least I, I I picked Seinfeld, so it's been two at least two decades since that show's been on, two and a half really. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, somewhere around there. So yeah, we're, it's, it's definitely been at least two decades. And what's funny is, is going back and watching some of these episodes, if we had the technology we had today, and this goes for a lot of things, uh, especially Mm -hmm. horror movies, if we had the technology then that we had today, a lot of the problems would have been solved because like Mm -hmm. literally a lot of the episodes were someone missed a phone call or someone wasn't home or something like that. And now it'll literally just be, well, I'm gonna pull out my phone and call them and, oh, hey, no, guess what? I'm not going to be there. You don't have to wait there for 22 minutes, which is the entire episode. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so at the time, yes. Uh, <laughs> and I really wish I could have missed, I, I could have met James Hong because I would have loved to have had him sign a, uh, a, a, a Chinese restaurant thing. That's what, that's the thing I would have loved to have had him sign. So, um, but anyway, uh, so we all picked different uh, series and we've done a, I told everyone to come up with at least three episodes um, I had a lot of time to think about this and we did like six episodes, like, which is basically almost a full current season. So who knows? We may end up coming back to this again and filling out the rest of the season. But who knows? Uh, but we'll see. Um, with that said, so I've already said that I did Seinfeld. Joseph, what show did you pick? I did the office. Ray? A home improvement. Home improvement. And Chris? Friends friends okay uh friends is honestly one of those other ones i did not get into and there was a time period when i did watch it i think i finished it after a while i just some of the characters were driving me insane but um yeah i've never really come back to to friends it just it it did not like ray was saying it never stuck with me like you know when it first came out so i don't have a lot of um i don't have a lot of nostalgia for watching it but there are believe me i mean the the show itself like you know the the streaming services pay big bucks to keep airing it like it is constantly in rotation so it's um, never not been on the air yeah exactly so since 1994 which is crazy (laughs) (laughs) um so with that said uh would anyone like to go first with their and explain Mm -hmm. their first episode I'll, i'll go okay so you did friends I did friends. Okay, so first off, catch us up with where everyone is. So this is what I did. So technically they're not, there hasn't been a legacy episode because when they did 
the thing. It was just a reunion. They were just doing a reunion thing. It was, yeah, it was not you, a reunion show. It no. was in like, a, hey, we're going to get the show together. It was just, just a, a cast, reunion of the cast. Cast yeah. week. So that's why I picked it. So, and uh, I broke down the episodes um, because there's six main characters. So I broke each episode down into two of the characters. Oh, okay. So that's how I did it. You're catching up with the characters, two characters each episode. That's so, an awesome idea. Yeah. So my first episode um, is Phoebe and Joey. And so Phoebe has won the lottery. Um, she accidentally found a lottery ticket on the ground while she was walking around a guided or a tour in New York City. Um, so she and Mike, they're married, um, bought a large piece of land in upstate New York and have turned it into an artist oasis. Okay, Hugh, yeah. Hugh Joey, where he is the um, on-site acting coach. After leaving, after having retired as Dr. Drake Bomori, uh, after a successful run that included three daytime Emmys and a record-breaking number of Sophie Awards. Because in this reality, Joey never happened. The show... Oh, right. yeah. Joey never happened. That was crap. So, no, yeah. we're not... Joey never happened. That was a fake Joey dream. didn't go you to Los what? Angeles. Here, here's, how you, here's how you get around that one. He wakes up on the couch. And that was the dream. <laughs> it was a dream. And then you go, yeah. That was, <laughs> that was right. terrible. Exactly. Where it's cool. So that's where Phoebe and, and Joey are. Or even better, that would it would be Phoebe waking up in a panic and telling Joseph Joey that, Joey, that he's gotta come to this retreat to mm -hmm. so saving him from that life. Nice. <laughs> Whatever he's I can there. See you're doing that too. <laughs> So that's where Phoebe and Joey are. And that's that's the first episode. I completely forgot that Joey even existed. And yep. I think a what? lot of people really tried to. That's my favorite character. In no, not the character. I'm talking about the show, the oh, series. Show. Yeah, and I watched it. It was awful because I yeah. was soft at Friends ended. So I was like, oh, I got anything, anything. And it was Joey it was, and it was I just crap. Do it. it didn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember a lot of people were excited about it, and then want start watching it. And yeah. I, this one girl I knew, she was—you could tell she wanted to like it so bad, yeah. so bad. And you could tell she was just like, "Well, it's getting better." And I'm just like, "Okay, you, uh, you, you like, you just keep watching it." <laughs> so, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Ray, you want to go next? Sure. Uh, so I did mine a little bit differently. Um, I, I, mine kind of catches up a little bit. So uh, to <clears throat> what you would find out in the first episode is that um, uh, so Jill has retired from psychology. She had her her thing down in Indi Indiana. If you haven't watched the all the episodes, so they did move from Detroit. They went or uh, from Michigan. They're down in Indiana now. Um, Tim had quit the show. Uh, and Jill did her psychology thing. Um, Randy was in Costa Rica doing studies on environmental technologies, uh, and uh, the boys had went to whatever colleges. So um, what I, what I kind of came up with was that Tim uh, sold his Indiana tool store because, I mean, he might as well own a tool store while he was down there uh, to help support the family. Um, and then, but he's now sold that store. Um, and the the great thing is because of the way that they ended the show with the house on a barge, uh, it's the same set. So it's the same set in Indiana and they, they're, they're so the way that would actually open up is you see the garage and there's this old rusted out van. And then you kind of hear some like, things in the background of, of like Jill saying like, why did you buy that rusted out piece of shit? Essentially. They wouldn't swear though. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. No. Yeah. So like, that, it's an old rusted out piece of crap. Uh, and, and he said, well, honey, you got to put like, I, I need enough room for the grandkids. Cause of course he would want to have a retro van. So it's this old sixties Chevy van that's rusted out. And, you know, you got to have it for the grandkids. So, mm -hmm. uh, so that's kind of where it all starts up. Uh, and 
I did because I, I kind of started it off differently. So then, um, so we find out that Randy is a specialist with the uh, environmentally friendly technology. Brad went off to film school to become a cameraman because he really enjoyed, you know, his his uh, time with Tool Time, but mm -hmm. he, he got more fascinated with the film side of things. And then uh, Mark uh, went to film school as well, but he became a director and because he, he that was definitely kind of the road that he was going down mm -hmm. with the he he had created a couple of films and stuff like that so um and then it uh it ends with randy kind of looking at his dad and uh and saying like listen if you really want more power in the van you should probably make it electric and so that's you know that's kind of how episode one ends nice yeah just a catch-up episode where the hell everybody is yeah yeah gotcha Nice. Good job. Um, Joseph, what's your first episode? So I wrote my episodes as if I was writing a short story. Okay. So that's basically what I'm going to do here. Fair enough. Uh, so episode one of season 10 of The Office is called The Return. And is that Michael is back. Life in Colorado was too much for him. And he needed to return to his hometown of Scranton. Dwight is still the manager, but agrees to bring Michael back on as a salesman. Michael's having a hard time adjusting to the new faces in the office and does not like his new desk mates. He doesn't like new Jim, who is played by Jason Sudeikis, because of the way he talks. And he's constantly telling him, telling him to go back to England and coach soccer. <laughs> new, new Dwight, played by Adam Driver, uh, won't stop talking about his turnip field uh, and, or sorry, turnip farm and his favorite TV show, Babylon 5. Uh, new Pam, who's being played by America Ferreira, constantly constantly complains to Toby. Yes, he's back as well, uh, because uh, Michael keeps changing which Spanish-speaking country she's from, and always says things like, "Do they have paper in Mexico?" or "How much does a ream of paper cost in Guatemala?" <laughs> you're just meeting all of these new characters. Nice. So, so you're just bringing back the the three people. So. Uh, in the office, I'm leaving it the way it ended. So Dwight is the manager. Angela still works there. Oscar still works there. But everyone else, and Toby still works there. Everyone else is new. Kind of like the way the season finale. Right. Ends. Okay. Okay, cool. Um. All right. Well, let's move on to my first episode. Uh, so like I did. I write. I did write six of these. So um, one and two. <laughs> yeah. Let's see here. Um. Oh, man. I just found this because I was going to explaining let's see where did i go with this okay maybe okay hold on i think i missed it because <laughs> i had an explanation of where everyone was because at first we were talking okay here we go so um jerry still lives in the same apartment kramer still lives across the street jerry's still doing sign uh do, still doing stand-up of course um both of Jer uh, george's parents have passed away and now he lives in their old house and hates the commute um Elaine works from home from her apartment uh, from an online publisher because, you know, if you're still going to do publishing stuff, it's going to be online. It's not going to be, you know, you have a paper thing or whatever. So, uh, and of course, everyone is still single because <laughs> they just picked everyone they ever dated apart. So with that being said, the first episode is called uh, The Threads. <clears throat> um, so everyone joins Threads. You know, we're being very topical with this. Yes. Um, George refuses to leave. Actually, it would be X now, but George refuses to leave Twitter and gets angry that no one sees his post because everyone's moved on to this other thing. And he's just like, did you see my post? They're like, no, we, I don't do Twitter anymore. And he's just he won't he won't give it up. He's like, no, this is where I have all my stuff. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving Twitter. Um, hell, I could have rewritten this where it was just rena renaming it of X and just have the whole episode is just him going on and on. About how stupid it is. Um, Elaine doesn't like that she can't cross posts from other sites, so she begins to mistype words as uh, her boss starts picking on her about it. So she's like, she wants to make sure she covers everything. So she's, she types it up in threads, and then she has to copy and move it over here. But then she's typing too fast, and now it looks like she doesn't know how to spell. And her publisher is just like, you know, I caught, caught your post, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of grammatical errors in there. Um, do I need to be double checking your work? <laughs> like, you know, because if you can't handle 140 characters or whatever it is, why are you doing editing for us? Um, Kramer, Kramer decides he doesn't, um, 
he doesn't want to be on it anymore and deletes it and then gets upset when his Instagram account is deleted as well because he didn't bother reading the fine print. <laughs> and then he's just lamenting the whole episode about how how would he how will he ever remember what he had for breakfast two years ago and this that you know that type like he's yeah. very old school type Instagram so um and uh Jerry keeps getting grieved on it like this person keeps every time he posts something they're just constantly you know down on him or whatever and he's trying to figure out who it is and at the end of the episode we find out of course it's Newman yeah. <laughs> so anytime he posts anything Newman's just on top of it with probably multiple accounts like it's not just one account so every time he blocks it someone else you know jumps on and he's just like what's going on here like why why are these why are just one person right after another stepping up to, to crap on me constantly so yeah the first episode would be the threads um chris what's your next episode uh so my next episode we catch up with monica and chandler uh and they are still married. So monica is the head chef at a three-star michelin restaurant uh, and then Chandler has become a stay-at-home dad. Oh, okay. Uh, and he's also head of the PTA because he still is a go-getter. Um, but now he's rethinking, um, he's thinking about heading back into advertising, which is where he, his career, he started a new career at the end of the C, uh, series. Mm -hmm. uh, and now because his youngest is now in high school. So it, they've adopted another child after the twins. Okay. I was going to say, didn't they have twins? They did, yeah. Yes. So. Nice. Yeah. Your turn. Wait. All right, right. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> okay, so uh, Jill's birthday. So Randy and and uh, Mark are there. Um, so I will explain why Brad's not there in a little bit. Uh, if you don't know, he he the actor has been arrested and put in the jail for felony domestic abuse yes lovely so uh, i have a fun way of getting around that uh so uh jill and is you know going around and um things keep breaking around the house this fucking house is old not mm -hmm. to mention it was on a barge that was moved down to indiana and like <laughs> Tim has fixed it how many times, right? And the way that Tim likes to fix it. So right. this thing is needing some updates. Um, and Randy's, you know, since he's there, he's like, well, why don't you do some new environmentally friendly updates to the house? And, of course, that gets Tim excited. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. And, like, grand shit, of course. Um, which Mark then suggests, well, hey, help pay for it. Why don't you put it on YouTube? And so, <clears throat> okay, well, like, I don't know really what to do with that, but interesting idea. How, how will that help? And blah, blah, blah. So they start talking about making a YouTube channel for Tim. Uh, uh, it's Tim's tool time on YouTube. And then that way, you know, you can kind of. That is a still, fantastic idea. So he's still a little worried, though, about having to spend all the money on the upgrades. And, um, and do, do, do. so he he's because he wants to enjoy retirement and he he really wants to you know I not have to work for the rest of his life. Uh and so Randy's like, don't worry, I got it. Like I I had I, I have an idea. <laughs> yeah. And then Jill, of course, looks across the road and or next door and realizes that that house has sold. And, and I'll leave it at that. And that's kind of where that episode ends. Okay, fair enough. Dun, dun, dun. I love the idea of doing a YouTube channel. Like that would definitely be like that totally mm -hmm. makes sense as to where where you would find, you know, that type of content now, especially with as many as many makers as I follow online on YouTube. Like that is totally where someone like that would end up. So Yeah, absolutely. Good deal. Uh Joseph, your next episode. All right. Episode two is called Pam 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 Pam. Frustrated with his new work environment, Michael sets out on a quest to reunite the old crew. His first stop, Austin, Texas, where Jim and Pam had moved to by the end of the series, uh, to try to convince Jim and Pam to come back. Michael can't concentrate on the office, or at the office, rather, so he goes on a sales call. And for those of you that are avid fans, I think it's uh, season six, uh, where he realizes that people lie to him about going on sales calls so to go do other things. 
Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> cut to Michael in disguise eating at the Chinese restaurant where he had gotten kicked out of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pam walks through the door to pick up an order. Michael gets way too excited, rips off his disguise, and runs to go uh, see Pam, and he immediately gets uh, kicked out. Turns out Jim and Pam have moved back to Scranton uh, because they miss their families too much. Seeing a golden opportunity, Michael convinces Pam to request an interview with Dwight. Come back to the office. New Pam is in Dwight's office, yelling at him to fire Michael or she was going to quit because Michael left her a copy of Rosetta Stone so she can learn American English. Uh, when Michael sees her, he asks her uh, if she had trouble understanding his present because when she yelled, she sounded like Speedy Gonzalez. Naturally, new Pam quits on the spot and Dwight hires Pam back to her old job. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that I, is good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <clears throat> um, All yeah. within the realm of possibility. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, totally. Um, wow, that made an interesting sound. Um, okay, so uh, episode two. The Green Bubble. Sure. Jerry and Elaine both get new iPhones. They start to make uh, fun of Kramer and George for having a green bubble while they're on their conversations. Um, so George switches to an iPhone and loses all of his contacts because, of course, it's George. Like, he's lost everything. He's So anytime anyone calls him, he, he has to pick up because he has no idea who's calling him. Yeah. He can't figure out how to add the contact. They keep trying to talk him through it. They're like, it's it's me. It's Jerry. Just click this. And he's like, you know, he can't follow anything. Um, so anyway, um, we, once they finally do kind of get him set up or whatever. Um, so Kramer's just like, no, I'm not, I'm not switching. I'm not doing it. Y'all are morons. I'm not doing this. So Kramer refuses to switch over. And unfortunately, and if you are in conversations with people who have both sides for whatever reason, and some I've had this actually happen. Um, like messages will not go through, or especially if you try to send pictures, it just sits there and says, cannot send, cannot send, cannot send. And it's just like, why, why are we doing this? So everyone creates a new chat that doesn't have Kramer in it so that they can send pic, you know, funny pictures and memes and stuff like that. Um, but then uh, he gets left out of some big event and they're like, why didn't you come? And he's like, I never got an invite. And that's when they realize, Oh yeah, we accidentally put that on the wrong chat. We meant to, we meant to put that on the wrong, you know, we meant to put that on the other one. Um, Jerry keeps cracking a screen uh, to the point. He finds like the first, he cracks his screen, takes in an apple. They replace it. No problem. You know, something happens again, cracks the screen, takes it in an apple. They replace it. No problem. About the third time through the episode, they're like, sorry, sir, we're not replacing this. And he's just like, and he goes through his whole, you know, Jerry spiel <laughs> of, you know, why do you make it to break? Why? You know, anyway. Um, and by the end of the episode, uh, everyone is fed up and they all decide to switch back over to Android. Except for Kramer, who's run in with his brand new iPhone because he's so excited about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's exactly how that would go down. <laughs> so, all right, um, your third episode, Chris. It's my third and last. Okay. So we meet up with Ryan and Rachel. So after about a decade of living in New York City, they um, decide to move with their three kids because now we have to remember that uh, his first kid, Ben, would be eighteen years at this eighteen years old at this point. So okay, off doing life. That's why it's not a big deal that. Them and their three kids, because that's how many kids Rachel wanted, uh, moved to Paris, where Rachel got offered the Gucci job again. And Ross now works for the Archaeological Society in Paris. I don't know if it's a real thing, but it's <laughs> so that's what he does now. And then the three kids are all in school and stuff like that. So, so they are still at. together. They're still together. They're in Paris. They have three kids together. Rachel's working at Gucci and she finally admits that he they, they were on a break. She never admits that. She I never, was gonna say she's never gonna admit that. Never admit that. Because in her head, it's, it's like solid concrete information that they weren't. Um, and yeah, so that's where they are. They're in Paris. 
Rachel got her dream job. She's going there. Cause I always got mad. I always, it always seemed a little like, I like a cop out at the end when Rachel came back. It's like, she wouldn't come back. That's not something that she would have done. She would have gone to Paris. She would have taken that job because they she kept wanted, her, yeah, her. They were her giving her more money all the time. And like, I'm sure at that point it was a pretty hefty paycheck. So she wouldn't have stayed for Ross because Ross is a good money. And there's no way she would have given up that for Ross, but she did. So this is the life that she's made for herself, but she gets to go back to Paris. She does make it to Paris. It just takes her a little longer. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Good deal. Um, Ray. Yep. So uh, we cut to uh, the first YouTube channel or the YouTube videos kind of being made. Uh, and what we find out is there's a new gag to the show. Uh, Brad is behind the camera and we never hear him and we never see him. Nicely done. <laughs> so that explains why. No, Brad's here. And they'll say something, but always cut him off like Maggie. Yeah. Right. It's Maybe just, just occasionally we get like a thumb in front, yeah, like, you know. Thumbs up. You got something. Are we in frame? Is everything there? All right. That cool. Let's go. Like, just like he's been arrested for fraud, for all sorts. And he just recently got arrested this spring. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> We're watching Tool Time on Disney Plus. That's why. So yeah. Bad. <laughs> Figure out something. So and he's uh, new, uh, Wilson. Is that his guy's name? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, next thing you know, uh, it's in the like really early in the morning, like four or five in the morning, and Jim and Jill get woken up from. Tim. The, or, sorry, Tim. Tim uh, gets woken up from uh, from this noise, and he goes to to tell the neighbor off, and he gets a hidey home new neighbor. Because there's Wilson Wilson. <laughs> he has moved in next door. Um, him and his wife, Judith, because Judith was the girlfriend on the show a little bit. So they did get uh, married. Uh, and uh, they came down to, um, yeah. there's uh, certain frogs down in Indiana that uh, are beautiful uh, to, to listen to in the springtime. Uh, but they're staying because they want to, uh, they want to, um, study the uh, species of turtle that are down there, which is the alligator snapping turtles and uh, their mating habits. So uh, absolutely, that sounds like something. But Wilson, Wilson Absolutely, did. yes. <laughs> so uh, that's how we reintroduce Wilson. I was thinking about a new gag with them where every time they get on the phone with them, like uh, it'd be Wilson not being able to use the phone. So mm -hmm. you don't ever see their, them talking. Right, like, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> But um, yeah, I'm not sure how long. Like, I, I want him back on the show, so that would be how I do it. So, so that you know, all happy that uh, they reunite, they're reunited, they're reunited, and everything. And then uh, Randy shows up and uh, says, "Hey, we've got a we've got a sponsor for the, for our YouTube channel." And Tim's like, "Great, who is it? It's it's Binford." It's like Binford, like shit. But I left them because they didn't want to do my show the way they they wanted me to do it anymore, and so. Like why would they, why would they want to sponsor it anymore? Mm -hmm. Well, the the CEO really likes you, and in nice. walks Al walks in. Al's the new CEO of Binford, and so Al and uh, and Elaine uh, are are sponsoring the show, and Al is now Tim's boss. Nice. <laughs> that was, I was trying to figure out when you were going to get Al in there. So good job. Well done. <laughs> I, I I think the dynamic of him being the boss would be a lot better too. So yeah, that would be hilarious because it would constantly be. Oh, did did you clear it with out? No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Let's let's go do it. <laughs> Tim, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't think so, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Joseph. What's your next episode? Or right, my final episode of uh, our new season, uh, episode three. Jim, James, Jimothy. Uh, pleased with the success of bringing Pam back, he sets his sights on Jim. Uh, knowing that his best bet to convince uh, his best bet is to convince Pam to help him, Michael concocts a scheme to get Jim to the office. Against her better judgment, Pam agrees to go along with whatever Michael comes up with. He won't tell her what it is because it's a surprise. Cut to the warehouse. Bal is still there. 
and she is arguing with Michael, telling him he can't take a van to make a personal delivery. After repeatedly cutting her off, Val just concedes. Michael calls Pam down to the warehouse to help him with the loading and head off on the delivery, just like the good old days of the Michael Scott Paper Company. The van pulls up to Hooters, because, of course, uh, and Pam reluctantly gets out to help Michael unload uh, the paper. Out of nowhere, men in ski masks capture Pam and throw her into another van and immediately take off. Michael steals someone's car instead of giving, getting back into the, the delivery truck uh, and goes on pursuit. He calls Jim and is frantically yelling, telling what's going on and saying that he's following these kidnappers. Cut to an open field. Pam is tied to a chair in the middle of a freshly plowed field. Jim speeds through the field, tearing up everything in the process. He rescues Pam, only to see Dwight, Nate, and Mose emerge from the van uh, with Michael laughing alongside it. Furious, Jim walks up to them, looking like he really wants to fight, but is thwarted uh, by uh, the sound of gunshots. Camera pans over, and it's new Dwight yelling at them that they destroyed his turnip field. They all quickly jump into their respective cars and escape. Cut back to the office. After Jim calms down, Michael and Dwight manage to convince him that he misses all that shenanigans, and Dwight offers him his old job back, with the caveat that Jim can't get revenge on them for the kidnapping. Uh, the credits begin to roll. Cut to Dwight finding everything in his office in case in jello. Nice. <laughs> That's good. Uh, yes, very good. Because he'd be happy. You just, oh, you'd yeah. be like, be. but then like a media would be like, oh, yeah. He'd smile. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, sir. That's good. <laughs> All right. My next episode the Uber driver. Kramer becomes an Uber driver. When he oh. changes, when he charges uh, the group for, uh, for a ride to the movies, they get mad at him. Because uh, he's like, no, hey, I, I, yes, I said I'd give you a ride, but you're going to pay for it because this is this is my job now. <laughs> um, so they refuse to go anywhere with him because uh, you know he insists to get paid. Like anywhere they want to go, he's always like, I'll drive. They're like, no, no, we're not, mm, no, we're not doing this. Um, Jerry notices fries are missing every time he gets Uber Eats and uh, from this one guy and orders tons of food, trying to get the same driver again to confront him. Uh, but he never can. He can never seem to get. So he just keeps ordering and ordering and ordering. And it's always someone different. Um, and Elaine gets sick from eat, trying, you know, eating all the food with him. Um, George does Uber Eats and gets uh, flustered every time he has to wait for uh, uh, for a hotshot uh, other driver who always gets his food first. So anytime like, you know, he decides he's like, OK, well, I can do this. I can, you know. Kramer can do it. I can do it. And every time he goes in, you know, he's sitting there waiting for his food to come up. Well, someone else walks in and is like, Oh, no, that's mine. And goes, and he's just like, why is it always him? Why, why do I always have to wait on, on my order? So, uh, I thought that would be a fun episode. Um, and then like I said, I have, I have three more, <clears throat> the passwords. Kramer creates a password sharing network. So everyone can pay for one service, but watch everything. Uh, it starts to get complicated when more and more people want to be part of it. Um, and, you know, he can't hardly keep up. So he's, you know, at first it was like, okay, well, I'll have, I'll pay for Netflix and you can play for Hulu and you can pay for Max and we'll just all share passwords and I'll be fine. And then, you know, George wants part of it. And then Newman wants part of it and it just keeps growing. And now he's got all these passwords and he's got them written down and then he's like, he can't keep up with who's got what account and everything else. Um, Elaine becomes enraged when someone deletes all of her picks on her favorites list and tries to add everything back, but questions every single decision. So she's <laughs> like, that was definitely, on, but was it, do I really want to watch this? Why was that on my favorites list? Was it ever on my favorite? Like, she's just like spiraling. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jerry and Newman get into a war, adding things to each other's accounts to ruin the recommendation engines. Kind of like what Joe's feeling. <laughs> <laughs> that one time um i have to explain that in a bit um anyway so they keep constantly you know adding stuff to the other person's list so it's like i have no interest in watching you know whatever it is, you know whatever it is so um 
George keeps getting logged out when other people are trying to log in to watch stuff. Cause you know, most of those services, the only one or two people can be logged in at a time. And every time he sits down to watch something, he gets logged out and it's, it's pissing him off. Um, the whole thing crumbles when Netflix starts getting stricter with their password sharing. And of course everyone blames Kramer because they're just like, well, now I've got to buy everything. So, and you know, I'm watching one series on all these different things and I don't have to pay for them all. So, uh, I thought that would be a fun one. All right. The next two episodes are The Convention Parts 1 and Part 2. The Convention Part 1. Jerry gets invited to be a guest at a comic convention because of some voice work he did on a low-budget sci-fi movie. He invites everyone to come with him since the hotel room and con tickets will be comped. When they arrive on Friday, they are blown away by the amount of people there and all of the celebrities. So this is an episode where we can have a bunch of just random, like we can just pick random people you know, big celebrities to be in it because they're at the con, you know, as well. Um, Jerry wants to meet Scarlett Johansson, but he's too afraid to say anything. So he keeps seeing her pass by and he wants to say something. He just he can't bring himself to do it because he's so nervous. George wants to act like Jerry's handler, but there's actually a handler there um, and they keep cutting him out. So they're constantly like, no, we've I've got this. I've got this. And it, it's driving George insane. Uh, Elaine is starstruck, but is uh, crestfallen when she learns that she has to buy tickets to meet every single person for every signing and stuff. Like she just thought that she could go meet all these people, and they're like, "No, sorry, that's it's sixty dollars to get a you know a, 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 a you know a signature or you know seventy to five dollars to get a picture." And it's just like, "What? This is this is insane." Kramer's blown away uh, blown away by the cosplay and decides he's going to throw something together overnight especially after he hears about the cosplay contest grand prize the next day. So we're going to see him like throwing cardboard and just all this stuff together. And that's going to be the end of the first episode episode. Uh, the next episode, the convention part two, Jerry tried his best uh, to smile and be happy when uh, a parade of weird fans take pictures and get autographs at his booth and ask him for super in-depth questions at the movie panel that he has no clue about. Like he's done, he did voice work for this thing, this little sci-fi thing years ago, kind of completely forgot about it. And they're asking like questions, like, you know, do you think your character would have really done this? Cause in, you know, in issue 72 of the comic book, your character, did, and he's like, I don't I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> like he's trying to be nice to all of these, as he quote weirdos. And he's, he's having a hard time doing it. George continues to have an issue with his hand, with the handler uh, and pretends to be one of the organizers to get, you know, to get them removed and ends up getting blamed for everything that's going wrong behind the scenes. So now we have some of the celebrities coming in and they're just like, who are you? He's like, well, I'm I'm one of the organizers. And they're just like, good, I need to talk to you because I don't have all this stuff. That, and like just everyone's just bagging on George. Um, Kramer's costume is absolutely horrible. I, I, I would just love to see this thing just like shoddily thrown together. Um but he keeps getting encouragement from other cosplayers. They're just like, well, it's his first time. We don't want to be, you know, we don't want to make him feel bad. So they keep <laughs> like trying to help him out and trying to help prop him up. And it just, it just keeps getting worse. Um, he ends up winning the best, uh, best first cosplay award uh, at the contest. Um, and his grand prize is to meet uh, as a ticket to get a signature and a picture with none other than Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Elaine, Elaine sneaks around and keeps trying to like photo bomb. So like, she's constantly like coming in and like just doing a quick selfie. And of course it's like blurring everything else. And they keep trying to track her down. Well, eventually she gets completely thrown out of the convention for, you know, uh, you know, uh, taking pictures when she shouldn't be or whatever. Um, and that's how, that's how we end up wrapping up the episode is, uh, and then I, I was thinking I, at first I was thinking we could have some other characters come back, um, and like be at the panel and like uh, messing with Jerry. So like maybe we could get uh soup Nazi to come back and, and so on and so forth. But I was just like, no, I think it'd be funnier if it's just a bunch of weirdos asking these super in-depth questions. He has no clue what's going on. The, he, the, the soup Nazi would be at, he'd have a booth and he'd yes. bring a soup at, at one of those areas. Now, see, and but see, we could do some of those as well. That would be awesome. You know, even yeah. if they, even if he just had like a food truck, like we just go by and That's like, awesome. 
Yeah. Ba- Babu Bhatt would have a Pakistani food truck. Yes. Oh there. my God. And maybe they, maybe those could be the two guys that go after uh, George because they're both complaining that I was supposed to have this spot. Why does mm-hmm. he have the spot? Or, you know what? Oh my God, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was, the, that's the first six episodes. I, and I, I've honestly, if I had think, kept thinking about it, I probably could have done 10 and that technically would have been a whole that's a modern yeah. season for a sitcom now, at least on streaming it is, you know. Yeah. So I I thought the same thing that I by the end of my tenth season, all the original cast would have been back. Like every yeah. episode it would have been him, Michael going after somebody. Yeah, that would have been fun. Yeah. So all right. Well, uh I think that pretty much wraps up our episode for the month, ladies and gentlemen. Um, let's go ahead and move on to our picks and or pans. Would anyone like to go first? I will. Um, my my pick uh, is um, actually wrote this last month. There are several things, other things I could have picked from now till then, but um, I'm going to stick with my pick, and that is uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I I enjoyed it. It was once again a legacy, definitely a legacy movie. Um, I don't care for the fourth movie, uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but. If you watch this movie, you do have to recognize that that movie occurred. And I have to say, I like the way they handled it. Um, it actually gives a lot of meaning to his character in this in this new movie. Uh, because it's like, well, why did things end up the way they did? And the way it's explained, I don't want to give anything away if you haven't seen it. But the way they explain what happened to some one character in particular is like, oh, no, I could see how this would put Indy on this path. And and, and to where he is now. So, um, I greatly enjoyed it. Um, I don't remember the young lady's name, but, the uh, his, 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 um, uh, former partner's daughter. She, at first I was not sure I was going to like her. I didn't really, didn't kind of really care for her at the beginning. And then by the end of the movie, I was like, you know what? I think I would actually watch additional movies with her and the kid and Indy may be like jumping in from time to time, just being like, Hey, you know, I did some research and you might want to know this or whatever. I would actually kind of like to see those two going around and doing shit. Uh, so at the beginning of the movie, I didn't really care for her character, but by the end I was like, no, I, I like her character. I would actually like to see her continue on. Um, but overall I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, there is some definite more hardcore sci-fi that happens in it. Um, but we're still fighting Nazis, so I'm still okay. I mean, because that's my thing. Indiana Jones needs to be fighting Nazis. If he's not fighting Nazis, uh, I don't know if it's an Indiana Jones movie. Uh, but if you have not seen it, it may still be in the theaters at this point. Um, theaters are so wonky nowadays. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen it and you enjoyed at least the first couple of movies, go check it out. It's definitely worth it's definitely worth watching. So, uh, And he seems to have actually cared and did some acting in this movie. Can't say that about all the stuff he does nowadays, but uh, yeah, he seemed to actually have enjoyed uh, uh, putting on the hat again and, and the whip. So um, Chris, do you have a pick and or pan? Um, so I remember the last time we did this show. So I was, done, so I was like, Oh yeah, that happened. Uh, saw the Barbie movie with Logan. It was amazing. It was so good. Uh, Logan cried a little bit at the end and then proceeded to tell me that she had a bit of an existential crisis. Um, but I loved it. My sister has seen it three times. She's absolutely, she took her voice to it last night at the drive-in, but it's so good. And I am almost enjoying the backlash of it, like the reasons for the backlash mm-hmm. for it, almost as much as I like the movie. Cause I think I've heard like, nothing but good about it. I've oh, heard yeah. everyone who's seen fantastic. it said they've loved it. Oh yeah, it's so good. Um, yeah, it's really good. Um, Heartstopper uh, season two is on Netflix. I binge watched that. It made my heart happy. It was so good. It's so cute. Um, I am watching Gilmore Girls for the first time on Netflix. I never watched it. I missed the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, probably a good thing. I think I would have been really annoyed by the characters at that age. So watching it now and having, you know, the wisdom of hindsight and character growth and all that stuff, I'm like, I really like this. I don't know what that says about me that I'm 41 and I'm going back and watching Gilmore Girls and being like, 
mean, I kind of relate a little bit. Like Emily Gilmore could be my mother. With that <laughs> the crap that comes out of that woman's mouth, I'm like, oh my god. My mom has basically said the same thing. <laughs> I did not react like Laurel I did. I wish I had. Um, but yeah, so I'm like on the third, fourth season. I'm on the fourth season now. And then today I went to my mom's trailer. Uh, she's a friend uh, down the lane who had a seven-week-old golden retriever puppy. <laughs> so I played with the puppy and I got bit by the puppy and licked and it somebody has me. puppy fever. Oh, so bad. Baby fever. I don't know what that is. Puppy fever. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Really bad. Like it's I understand. Terrible. Yeah. So bad. Because I'm like, I could totally do it. I could take this fall. I can this is fine. This is <laughs> not realizing it's like no, that's not true. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. It's I, I love puppies and kitties. Uh, kind of like some people say grandchildren. It's like, no, I love to come. I will come over and love on your puppy and kitty all the time and then go back home and not have to deal with accidents, chewing on stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It takes months and months and months. Yeah. So that's what's up. No, you actually don't. You have enough pets. Yes. Plus he chews you. So don't do that. Yep. (laughs) And, And then... I'll end on a good note. I had a pan. I'm like, you know what? It's not a strong enough pan. So I'll just leave, I'll leave it. I just nothing but things <laughs> There you go. Ray? Uh, I'll start with my pan, which is I want the studios and the to start paying their actors and writers and uh, uh, everybody. I want them to all start paying them properly because it's messed up a fuck, lot of crap. Read. Anyway. That's a good message. <laughs> yes. Um, so that that would be my pan. My pick would be uh, I did to go see Oppenheimer. Um, it, it was decent, um, beautifully shot. Like it, it was a really good movie that way. Um, and I think that they kind of showed the humanity portion a little bit better uh, of actually creating the atom bomb and what the scientists kind of went through morally that way. And um, that was good. Um, and then uh, the, the other pick, oh, the other pick is uh, I've been extended on my rotation again. So I'm going to be in my rotation at work for another, um, until February, which is great. Okay. And continue on uh, in this role and I'm, I'm happy about that. So, yeah. Thanks. Good job. Awesome. Good deal. Uh, Joseph, you have a pick or pan? I have uh, two picks and one pan. I will start with the one pan. Uh, <clears throat> actually, it was this morning. I was uh, I follow the ch- uh, local news station out here on, on the various social medias, and uh, the article that they posted today was today was the last day of the sun going down at eight p.m. and that uh, it's going to be between. Seven and eight up until September 21st in the fall equinox. And then it's going to be uh, before six. And then they said that based on the farmer's almanac this year uh, in December, December sunset will be around 430. So I will still be at work. Welcome <laughs> to our world. Welcome <laughs> to our world. <laughs> yep. Jeebus. So uh, that, that's my plan. Uh, my picks. Uh, one is... I organized a back-to-school drive at my office. Uh, We got 30 backpacks and over $2,000 worth of supplies. Nice. Uh, The charity that we donated to specifically uh, gives these supplies to foster kids, uh, kids from at-risk homes, and kids of refugees. So 30 kids going into the school year will have uh, some stuff. There, there was a lot of people in my office that didn't think that anyone would contribute. So it was a giant win for us, uh, especially because I am like officially, unofficially the head of the culture committee. And so now it's my responsibility to organize uh, charity drives, plan our company parties and all that kind of stuff. And but I had decided earlier this uh, in July that instead of planning uh company happy hour first, I was going to work on a charity thing. So uh, when we showed up at the uh, place where we were dropping all the stuff off, the I, the woman literally started crying. 
<coughs> because they had gotten a lot of donations from the community, but nothing to at the scale of what we had uh, yeah, brought. So that was pretty cool. Dude, that's awesome. It felt felt good to do some some good, you know. Yeah. Uh, the other pick, and I know kind of late late to the game on this one uh, because I think this came out. The Jedi Survivor came out three weeks before Tears of the Kingdom, so no way I was going to play that and Tears of the Kingdom at the same time. Uh, so I, I got Jedi Survivor. I th- want to say it was last weekend, maybe two weekends ago. Uh, so far, a story is fantastic. I like where they're going with this. Uh, the gameplay is great. Uh, so if you played the first game, you had basically had three options. You had you could wield your lightsaber uh, in one hand. Then later on in the game, you unlock the ability to do a double bladed. Uh, a lightsaber like Darth Maul, and then you could later, when by the time the game you got towards the end of the game, you could disconnect the double bladed and dual wield your lightsaber. Well, this game starts out with single double blade and dual wield, and then added a couple extra. So, I have recently unlocked what essentially is a Claymore lightsaber. So, he two hands it mm-hmm. and he uses that to take out any. Uh, uh, there are some bounty hunters in the game that wear uh, Beskar, and you need the big lightsaber to break through their armor. Uh, and they added another mechanic, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, he also he dual wields a lightsaber in the right hand and a blaster in the left hand. And some of the kill animations, where he will go to a stormtrooper, attack them, put the lightsaber in his gut, pull the gun out, and shoot him in the face. <laughs> and so it's definitely going uh there are, have been a lot of things on tiktok i guess because i'm playing it now that it's like tiktok yeah. knows what i'm doing where that exact clip where so you, this game took customization to a whole a different level where you can customize the hair and the, the facial hair and all this kind of stuff and so you can give him a mullet with handlebar uh oh my and so the clip that plays in my mind is you got a mullet, you got that goatee going down to here. He stabs the stormtrooper, shoots him in the face, and then you hear, America! Yeah. Fuck yeah. I was going to say, that's, I'm assuming that's where you were going with that. Yeah. And so I basically have been trying to recreate that this whole time. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It is its own story, but still within the universe. Uh, if you never play the first one, I won't ruin the little... Uh, twist at the end there but uh i just like that it's expanding upon the lore and it, it feels um the best way i can describe it is man the mandalorian because it's it's shot like a, or the game is like a western but you're a uh essentially a gray jedi and you planet hop you search for things uh so it's it's got a lot of rpg elements to it and so it is a lot of fun. I did not think the first one, Fallen Order, was one of my favorite games for the PS4. I did not think this I was going to like this one as much. But, uh, yeah, it's it's good. So if you have the opportunity to, to play both of them, I would you definitely need to play the first one to understand what's happening in the second one. Uh, but if you have the opportunity to play, I would, I would take that. Nice. I, have, I have the first one. I haven't played through it just yet. Quinn was playing mm-hmm. it, and I got distracted with other games like Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> Um, so it's on the list to, to get through that first one first and then yeah. play the second one. So. I mean, there, there is yeah. still a moment from that first game that when it happens, the just jaw-dropping thing, you know, like, you'll know it when it happens. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where even I remember sitting down in the game room at the house in Colleen just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, and Elaine like running over, like, what's happening? I was like, look at what's happening on the screen right now, you know. So it's just, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll get around to it sometime. <laughs> <laughs> you still got to play Tears of the Kingdom, dude. I, I promised myself I have to finish my Proton Pack before I buy anything, but then it's like, do I buy Tears of the Kingdom? Do I buy Diablo Four? And hold off on Diablo Four. Do what? And then. Uh, Next month, Diablo 4. Uh, next month, Baldur's Gate 3 comes out, and that one's going to be, I think, a little personally, I think it's going to be a little bit better than uh, Diablo 4. I played the Diablo 4 beta, played the Baldur's Gate beta, 
Baldur's Gate looks a lot better. It's the same kind of thing. It's it's a uh, we could like we could play cross system party, uh, and it's based off of the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons. So the mechanics are the same. I did see a TikTok about it the other day on the PC version. They had maybe they went a little too far with the customization because you can customize the genital bulge of your character. <laughs> wow, I feel like that's not needed. Yeah. <laughs> that's, there, that's, like, there's yeah. a line and they're like, how far past the line can we go? Right, yeah, exactly. He's for a divorce and he hates his ex-wife and he's like, you know what, that one comment, fuck you. This is just as <laughs> doing it. For all the men, this is what's happening. Nice. <laughs> Well, that is our show for the month, ladies and gentlemen. If you would please give us a five-star rating on uh, iTunes or Google, uh, I will go ahead and remind everyone that uh, I just recently took down the Stitcher link on our website because Stitcher is going away. Actually, it ends at the end of this month, so you may by chance listen to this episode on it before it goes away. So if you have not heard, I'm sure they've probably been you know, trying to beat in everyone's heads. Hey, guess what? It's going away. It's moving to something else. But uh, unless someone reaches out and says, hey, I really want you to... To, to be on the new service, whatever it is, uh, that's not going to happen. Just find us on iTunes or, or Google or watch us on YouTube. You can even do that. So uh, you can find us at epicallygeeky.com where you can find the other shows we do, including the Creatively Geeky shows, Sustainably Geeky, and Marginally Geeky shows. Um, and then you can follow us on all of the social media, on Facebook, Instagram. Thre- no, we haven't been on threads. Uh, and X, because whatever no i haven't been posting on that either you know what never mind follow us on instagram that's about the only place you're gonna find us and then maybe facebook but whatever so (laughs) i'll say that it's on there but i guess honestly i probably need to go back and post something on those other accounts just so i don't lose the handle like that may be the only reason like Mm -hmm. i may i may go back and be like oh yeah i haven't posted in almost a year i'm just gonna do this to re-up that nope this is not an abandoned account so uh, because you know that's, that's the thing you have to do so uh where can we find you online ray uh, the Reluctant Yeti on Instagram and fixing whatever Sean puts on Wikipedia. <laughs> Chris? Uh, Instagram at Moody Midlake. Joseph? A ruin, ruining my new cousin's life because I take all the Jay Morales handles uh, and just making it impossible for her, Julia, to ever get a Jay Morales handle. Nice. And as always, you can find my inv- individual event- adventure online at Optimus Gene on Facebook. Instagram, X, Threat, whatever. Anyway, follow me on Instagram. That's mainly where I post stuff. So, uh, for everyone on the site, have a good night. This has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network.